Dr. Brown, Mrs. Brown, Third Baptist, what an honor for us to be here and share the pulpit with you. What an honor for me to have the chance to, to teach you a little Torah, a little bit of the Jewish tradition this morning, connect our traditions. So I want to teach you a Hebrew word. The Hebrew word for miracle is nes. Can you say nes? Yes. You can. And 21st century spiritual rationalist that I am, I believe in Nisim. I believe in miracles. Do you believe in miracles? Yes. Amen. Now I know, I know that for some, miracles are, are hard to believe in because they're looking to be wowed by the spectacular. They're, they're still seeking the parting of the sea. They're waiting to witness a non-natural occurrence. They're, they're unimpressed, like the sorcerers of ancient Egypt when Moses turned his rod into a snake because, because it just seemed like magic. Well, those miracle skeptics, they do not realize that miracles are present and potential and deeply woven into the fabric of our normal, everyday existence. It is the power of our common religion that lets people perceive and come to understand that we live in and at all times are surrounded by God's spectacular creation, and it is miraculous. Now, throughout this holiday weekend, Reverend King's being treated like other American heroes. I know our fellow Americans have had a chance to go to a number of movies to select from. In some of those films, they include all kinds of seemingly miraculous special effects. But I saw the movie Selma the other day, and it artistically depicted the courage of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., whose memory and heroic example we honor this weekend. Well, you know that Selma is a movie that would be radical in its premise if it were not for the fact that it's based on the truth. That heroic figures like Dr. King and Rosa Parks and, yes, Malcolm X, and the mass of the people who marched and worked for change, well, they did succeed in affecting the direction of this country. They believed that we could be inspired by God's miracle. And they believed in the notion that human beings must treat each other with dignity and holiness because each of us is created in that miraculous divine image. Look around. You are surrounded by miracles. Risking life and limb, they stood for change. And yes, I do believe that the miraculous was present as they made real the prophet Zechariah's vision not by might, and not by power, but by your spirit, O eternal. And change began to come to America and to the world. Yes, there were Nassim, there were miracles present, made manifest by the courage and the spirit of these great Americans, and there were no special effects. Well, I'm going to take a little while. Thank you. 
Hollywood has to be stretching to find new material. Because there was another movie you could have seen this week, and they just remade the movie Exodus. Now, I have to admit, I've not seen that one. I know I'll always prefer the original. <laughs> and I'm not just talking about the Cecil B. DeMille vision. No, I'm, I'm talking about the book, which we both hold so dear, our spiritually infused communities. That story, brilliant gift from God, it too contains teachings so inspiring and yet miraculous to us. Miracles indeed, Nassim, that's the plural. Can you say it, Nassim? They're woven into existence. If we will only see them, we'll be in awe. So it's at this time of year we read on a weekly cycle from the Bible, from the first five books, the Torah. It's this time of year that we read from that book of Exodus. And we read how Moses found his true calling to be a servant to God. We learn how at the burning bush, he had a vision on a mountain that gave him courage, imperfect man that he was, slow of speech, previously quick to anger. I'm imperfect too, are you? But he was God's vessel, and he rediscovered his holy sense of purpose, and he went on to speak truth to the power of Pharaoh inspiring our downtrodden people to set themselves free. In this past week's reading, we learned that even if God helps you, even if you have a miraculous staff and can impose plagues, true redemption takes time. The Pharaoh rejected his call. And the people's burden was increased as they were forced to make bricks with less straw. God's miracles are not instantaneous, we learn. Freedom takes time to unfold. But unfold it will if we embrace our miracle. Now you may not know, we Jews, we, we come in many colors. Brown and black. Yellow, red, we are a diverse Jewish people. And we know that at times our white Jewish brothers and sisters have been able to hide and blend into the larger Caucasian communities we've lived in. But despite that capacity, we know full well, once you step into the public sphere and build your temple or celebrate your identity, we know through our history what it's like to have those in authority, those who are supposed to protect you, see you as suspect. We know that a new pharaoh can arise and can see us as being too powerful or too influential or use us as a scapegoat for the ills of their society and let the oppressors have that way. We understand from our history that the response that in 21st century America, that the country is now suddenly different, that discrimination by race, creed, color, and sexual identity is not an issue, is not just naive, but it's blatantly untrue. We even know from our history too well 
that one of us as a minority can rise to the highest office of the land, but then have the community still suffer as a result of ongoing hatred and racism and violence and the degradation that comes when such vile human behavior is found acceptable. In France, what happened last week was but one example of historic French anti-Semitism. You may not know that just before World War II, the French prime minister was Jewish. And yet he and his family were sent to the concentration camp by French allies of the Nazis. And his brother was murdered, as was much of the French Jewish community. I remember my first time going to Paris. Any of you been to Paris? As a college student, I was there with my girlfriend, now my wife and colleague. We go back a while. We were enjoying a romantic meal in an outdoor cafe. And as is our custom, two rabbis-to-be, we were heatedly talking about some issue of Jewish concern. We go back away. A man motioned to us in a seemingly friendly way to come over. And then he told us with a sneer that in France we should be quiet. That it's not safe to be a loud Jew. Little did we know how true this would be when, when people simply shopping in a Jewish supermarket become targets and are murdered in this 21st century, yet again for just being different. No, we know what it's like to get one of your own on the top. And we know that that does not mean that the society has followed. And we know that that's not a country that has made its true internal change that God wants it to make. But we remain inspired. As the cantor said, we don't lose hope because we connect to God's miraculous presence in life, that presence, that miracle that gives us courage to keep working for change. So do we have our work to do? Do we have our work to do to make sure that black lives matter? That young black men can safely make their way to school undisturbed? That they can walk down a Florida street for an evening stroll? or simply stand on the street in Staten Island and not be at risk of being killed? Because your life as a black young man or woman, it should be and is precious to all of us. Every life matters. Every life matters. If you are transgender and sitting on a city bus in the Bay Area, your life matters. If you are Muslim trying to pray in this country after 9-11 in peace, your life matters. If you are a woman who's chosen to break up with her boyfriend or her partner, you have a right to make your own choice and your life matters. Our tradition teaches that to save one life, is to save a whole world. Yes, so we have a lot of work to do in this great land. 
We have a lot of work to do to get people to get it that every life represents God's miracle, God's wonder, God's love of diversity. And until then, we need to be worried till people get it. We have to be worried and work for the good together and understand what matters to each of our communities. Your community should know, Reverend, I know you do, that our community is concerned that anti-Semitism is strong in the world today. It's as present as ever. And it is masked as anti-Israelism so often. So black lives matter. All lives matter. We have to work for a strong police force that's immersed in the values of preserving life and protecting all of us. I know the police are upset in this country. I know that we need to support them as they put their lives on the line. But they must know, too, that the system has to change, that the use of deadly force as a first response is unacceptable in a free country. Now, I know it's not the same, but, but I was shaped by my own experience of being afraid of the police. My mother warned me that if you are ever pulled over to keep your hands on those wheels, don't move. Once, I just graduated college, great degree. The only job I could get in the summer was painting that college's science department. So I'm covered in paint. I'm coming home in my, in my 68 beat-up Plymouth Valiant. The door had fallen off. I had to replace the door with another door. It's a different color. And I pull into what's a, quote, nice neighborhood, my neighborhood front of my house. And the police car came quickly behind me. And the officer jumped out with his gun drawn. And he told me to get out of my car and put my hands on the roof. My heart was beating. I put my hands on the roof. He had me pull up my wallet. And when he looked at my wallet, he explained with surprise and with malice, you live here? You live here? And with no apology, he just got back into his car and pulled away. I can hardly imagine how much, it worse, much, how much worse it must be for my friends of color all over this country. Well, people reading the book of Exodus, they focus on the miracle of the plagues, on the parting of the sea. But the hint of the miracle behind it all it's at that burning bush where Moses is inspired and go challenge the Pharaoh. Now I have to tell you, if I were writing the Bible, my inclination would have been to make it a bigger miracle than a burning bush. How about a huge world of sand rising out of the desert, the whole mountain of fire. But God is a better writer. And so the Bible tells us it was just a bush with the flame coming from within it, unconsumed. For all I know, it was autumn. But what's important is Moses looks at that moment for the miracle. He looks and he is engaged. Rashi, a great Jewish commentator, said that the bush was always burning, but others had passed by and didn't see. How could they miss it, I wonder? But I just recently wrestled with that text. And I thought about it. 
that maybe it wasn't that they were blind to this miracle, but that Moses started to see his own miracle. He stopped to look in and engage with God's presence and look deeper at the path of his life. And then God tells Moses to look within to the fire of the spirit that beats in every one of us. And Moses begins to understand that we are the miracle. We are God's agents on earth. We're able to bring the true change and make the sacrifice if necessary to bring it about as God's partner. It is what Dr. King understood. It's what the marchers who had the courage to stand up for their rights at Selma understood. We, with the power of our spirit, if we discover that miracle within, then we can part the waters of hatred and racism and violence. Now, those people who marched in Selma, I don't think they'd be surprised 50 years later that we're still in the wilderness, that we still have a way to go, even with all the change that has happened, to make it to God's promised land. And so I encourage you to keep believing in miracles. Keep seeing that the hope needs to remain alive. But your miracle, your fire within. We at Congregation Emmanuel, we are so honored to be on this journey with this amazing community. I love the wall of sound behind the preacher. We are grateful to partner with Christians and Jews of all colors to build partnerships up with everybody, hoping that all of us will be inspired by the fire of the heart. And so let our spirits be illumined ever more brightly and let the muscles of our bodies remain unconsumed and strong as Dr. Brown has remained as we keep working together to move things forward even closer to that holy place. Believe in this scene. Believe in miracles. Look in your heart. The bush burns unconsumed. Amen. <laughs>